If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Game Dumbcast, the official podcast of the Game Dumb Facebook group. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by Ian Bruce and Patrick Kay. Cool, you can contact us on email at gamedumbcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at gamedumbcast. So, yeah, first things first, and this is only tangentially sort of related to video games as such, but yeah, the news that just broke is that um, they've announced the casting for the next Star Wars movie. Hurrah! What is this Star Wars of which you speak? <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I think if you added up the revenue of all the Star Wars related video games, yeah, then uh, you'd, be, you'd be able to buy a small moon. <laughs> yeah, is that a moon or um, equivalent? Yeah, um, yeah. So the co- the coolest news to come out of this really is just the confirmation that the original uh, cast are coming back, and that that includes Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and uh, also Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, and Kenny Baker will all return to uh, reprise their roles in the seventh instalment of the Star Wars saga, as it is likely <clears throat> to be. Um, you know, it's not going to be the start of a new trilogy. I don't think they're going to keep going <laughs> from the sound of uh, what Disney have in mind. But um, yeah, also joining the cast, we've got Andy Serkis, who's probably going to be playing some kind of CG creation or, or you know, many different ones, perhaps. <laughs> Jar Jar, hopefully. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure uh, he'll definitely be making a return. I hope not. Um, also, Max von Sydow possible Sith Lord maybe but, but he could be uh, Obi-Wan maybe could be an older like an Alec Guinness version I know he's dead and stuff but he, in one of the photos he kind of looks like him he could get away with it perhaps maybe Don't know. Um, yeah and there, there's some other newcomers um, <clears throat> we've got Dom Hall Gleason who was in um, he was one of the Weasleys in Harry Potter um, more recently, he was in a film uh, called About Time, which was pretty cool. In a that was of, an excellent film, really yeah, good film. Yeah, very kind of a touching sort of yeah. heartwarming. If you've got a dad, you need to watch that film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Daisy Ridley, uh, I'm not sure. She's been in a few TV things. Oh, and she's going to be in the second In Betweeners movie. They're saying. Um, oh, and John Boyega. Mm who was in Attack the Block. Yeah, he was rumoured, actually. I heard rumours that he was going to be in it. And then we've got <clears throat> Oscar Isaac, who was in Inside Lewin Davis, the Coen Brothers movie last year. Adam Driver, who uh, is a kind of a comedy actor from Girl- this show called Girls. And, um, yeah, as mentioned before, Andy Serkis, who's 
probably going to be doing some kind of crazy mocap, I would imagine. I'd quite like to see him not doing mocap stuff. Yeah. And just be himself. Yeah, it would be cool. Um, I Yeah, it was. I always enjoyed the beginning of Return of the King when he was playing like Smeagol and stuff. And uh, he did he did a really good film about um, oh what was it called oh sorry we're totally diverging into the movie <laughs> cast here. But, uh, anyway, uh, that was movie dumb. Anyway, Thanks for joining us. Star Wars computer games. <clears throat> yeah, well the the other <laughs> thing interestingly to, to to kind of bring this in a bit more relevant they've sort of announced like basically the expanded universe is now officially non-canon. So uh, I thought it was always non-canon. Well, kind of, but it's just kind of, I think they just needed to sort of say it just to sort of, you know, uh, it was like a sort of damage control. I've been, I've been, I've been listening to like Star Wars podcasts and stuff for years and it's always been like the, the films are canon, they're GL canon and everything else is expanding the universe. Like that's, that's, that's non-canon. That's, that's always the way it was. Right. It's always been treated as like a, a, a separate thing. Um, yeah, I think I think they just wanted to make it clear that like these movies are not going to be about you know they're Admiral not going to be Ford. following the novels that are, that yeah. were set. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Or Heir to the Empire, which yeah. were great, which were great novels. But I, the thing is, though, those novels they kind of take place almost immediately after, or just a few years after. Whereas the new movie, I believe, is going to be set like thirty years ahead. Thirty years, yeah. Well, so that the original cast can be included <coughs> and they're all going to be the right sort of age for it. So. And excuses can be given for how they look. <laughs> well, I mean, Mark Hamill looks remarkably different from episode six to or <clears throat> four to six, didn't he? After various, was it a car crash or was it something else? Oh shit! I I take that. Yeah, later. I believe believe it was a car crash. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. but um, no. What I, I meant I, what I meant was everybody looks older, apart from Harrison Ford, who's obviously made a deal with the devil to not look older ever. <laughs> No, he still looks. He still looked a bit ropey in the uh, in the last indie movie. I thought, ropey. to be honest, Harrison Ford, you look ropey. You just called Indiana Jones ropey. Wow. Uh, I didn't actually mind that movie too much. It had a few problems. Stop but... talking, my friend. Really, it's one thing after another. This. I quite like the setup, the plot, and everything. Oh, I thought it was cool. Dear. It anyway, was, yeah, yeah, but not the Gophers so much. I like the mushroom cloud. That yeah, was, it was, that, was, that was a highlight. I like the fridge. Yeah. yeah, the fridge bit was good. The whole oh, bit, yeah. in fact, was, was pretty spot on. <laughs> anyway, this is so nothing to do with computer games. Well, it is because there will be video games of it and their likenesses will all be in it. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's almost like a preview of things to come. In, in a way. Yeah, but I'm going to talk about goat simulator la- later and I'm not talking about goat farming now. So, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I I think it has implications for <clears throat> movies and games. Oh, there will definitely everything. be loads of games out of it. Definitely. There's going to be ones I think there's going to be ones based on the film. I know there's definitely going to be ones that, you know, are, are non-related much in the same yeah. way uh, in the same way um that we had with um when the, the, the new prequels came out, yeah, uh, there was lots of sort of unrelated games that came out, sort of in between. So, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time for Star Wars games, definitely. Hopefully, unless Hopefully, they yeah. just churn them out like a load of movie times. Yeah, I, I'm a real sucker for them, though, mate. I'd buy them even if they're terrible. And they could all be I, like I, the Expendables two game, and that would be a very dark day. Or the Rambo game. That's, <laughs> yes. 
Rambo game. Either of those oh, two things word. could be branded yeah, to work with Star awful. Wars. Yeah, the Rambo game was like uh, Operation Wolf, wasn't it? You were just sort of shooting at stuff. Like, yeah. Yes, it, with sound yeah. files Actually, from the movies that hadn't been yeah. edited properly. And graphics that were like <laughs> Operation Wolf. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a joke. And I, I'd like to thank Total Biscuit for playing that for me so that I didn't have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff. Okay, uh, let's bring this into actual uh, gaming news then. Uh, first story we've got is uh, is that PC games have surpassed console games globally. Um, I mean, praise, praise be to Gaben. Praise the Gaben. Well, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you can say Steam, uh, Valve, definitely uh, saviors of uh, PC gaming. But I mean, it's. I don't think this is really any surprise because it's so. Sorry, no, just scrolling back. Saviors of PC gaming? Was it in trouble at all ever then? Well, that's what I mean. I don't right. think I don't think it's really surprising because PCs by their very nature or the Windows platform is yeah. so ubiquitous across, you know, so many generations of computers that, you know, everyone has one. In the article <clears throat> itself, it kind of says how that, you know, uh, consoles are now the luxury item and uh, computers are the necessity. But yeah. I can't imagine a time when it was ever any different, really. I think they mean I, it's a gaming platform, don't they? They don't, yeah. mean, they don't mean that you were doing your taxes on your Xbox because it, it was better <laughs> <laughs> It was better for tax crunching. Well, we've sure, connect. it will happen one day. Voice yeah. control, yeah. no yeah. typing. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that going very, very wrong, though. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. What's also interesting, though, is that they, the, the sort of detail that it goes into is that uh, saying about how dominant the MOBA is. Um, well, it's <laughs> quite popular in the Far East and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose that might swing it. Um, I'd, I've never played one of them, to be honest. I, I think they're just one of those sort of genres that requires an incredible amount of time uh, investment. I've, I've played a bit of Dota 2, but only enough to realise that I need to uninstall it and never play it again, as it's not the game for me. Uh, why is that just uh uh it's just <sighs> well it came it was spawned from <clears throat> warcraft 3 wasn't it all this yeah this whole and, genre and i wasn't really much. a big fan of those games either to be honest it's just so, mi- micromanagement yeah and th- and the prospect of playing against people who are the most elite at these games just i'd rather go and be shot in the face by an elite guy in battlefield 4 because at least i know how to play that true um so yeah, going down the other genres, they say it's like a nice mix of MMO strategy and FPS, which pretty much sums up PC gaming to me. Um, It'll be nice when the Rift becomes more uh, readily available for that list of genres to expand. Sure. Uh, as indies start doing their own stuff and stuff unique for the Rift. Mm. Indeed. So they they were saying that the top 20 list for 2013 had no t- no titles released that year but in quarter 1 2014 uh three new titles cracked that list uh being daisy rust and hearthstone which is uh oh hearthstone as the rest of us call it yeah hearthstone <laughs> i don't know i always say hearthstone because the lord jeff canata called it hearthstone once oh that's probably why uh, <laughs> i do listen to him too much Yes, he's a lovely fellow. Yeah, but uh, no, that's good. I think we've all played a bit of those games. At least one of us has. I've been playing a bit of Hearthstone lately. Hearthstone. 
I just read. I look at it on the screen, and that's what I want to say. I can't help it. Bless you say you potato. Bless you. All that. I say hearthstone. <laughs> Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Oh dear. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, one more retail-orientated story would be that uh, UK retailers are tipping VR as the next big thing. They're up for it. Yeah. It's a fad. It's a fad. It will never catch on. Well, they're so, always looking for new hardware to shift. I suppose, aren't they? I mean, they. Yeah. What are they really going to say? It's not going to work. Um, See, the th- thing I think that's probably most important about this is, like, as you you two have both recently seen like one of the most important things about vr is experiencing it so you know it, you know what it is it's very hard to describe vr so yes. a shop presence for the hardware is a really good thing being able to demo it in public is a really good thing so if you know if if our, if our game retailers take that route which i'm i'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen that's 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 definitely going to be a, a, a really useful thing yeah can, can i ask a question about that <clears throat> when we were demo- demoing it at Chateau Pat uh-huh. last weekend or whenever it was, uh, there was this setup process where we had to look at move the lines and put the thing in the right yeah. space and do yeah. our heights and stuff. Is the consumer release going to have to do all of that? I'm thinking of if if you've got one in store, is a little kid going to have the same experience as his dad? Uh, I think they're say- they they've put an age limit on when you can when you can use it. I think it's over eight. I could be wrong though. But yeah, I think it's still going to have to be calibrated for IPD. Right. Okay. But it's, it's a pretty quick process. So I shouldn't, shouldn't imagine that being too much of a, an obstacle. I imagine they'll probably streamline that or, you know, make it easier to do. I, I, you know, when they yeah, can. I mean, to be honest, it takes like 20 seconds anyway, really. If, you, if Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem like too much of a faff. No. But, but getting back to, to, to VR in shops, I mean, mm. that's it seem, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Because yeah. it's obviously just going to increase their their footfall that's in right. their shops. And, and so uh, when it's something that is such a thing that you have to go and try, you have to get outside, go in the shop, <clears throat> sit down with it or stand up with it. Um, and, yeah. and that's cool. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to be relying on knowing someone that has it. And, you know, that's... That's not a luxury that most products have when they when they first launch. So, do you think the, the industry is looking at it from a console point of view? Because they can ship. If the Oculus went into stores, into mm. high street game stores, for example, they could shift those, but they're not going to shift any games for that because they don't really do PC gaming anymore. There's like a bargain mm. bucket in the corner. But that's probably quite a good way of those retailers actually making some money from PC gaming that they they can that you know they've got a space yeah. to sell hardware now. Yeah, um, but, it, but it's a which, which they do they do a little bit already. You know, there's there's some sort of like key belt keyboard sales and stuff like that that have yeah. a, have you know physical store presence. But um, but something like that, I think that's, that I, I can understand why retailers would get excited about it because you know it's like yeah this this is something which you know can definitely benefit from from being in having a store presence and 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 you know and then they get they get hardware sales so yeah i think i think it's going to be a it's a no-brainer really isn't it yeah yeah well with uh gaming becoming so sort of digitally orientated mm. especially pc gaming 
this is kind of, yeah, a way for them to kind of get a piece of that pie. Yeah, and just to get, you know, people through the door, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be good for that. Um, I remember a lot of talk around the time that Game was in trouble uh, saying about like how they were struggling just because of the kind of way that game shops worked. You know, the fact that they were just kind of these sort of endless queues and it was just so much easier to kind of order games online or download them digitally. Mm. Um, I think it'll, it, it might help contribute to a, you know, a different way of thinking um, mm. about making sh- these game shops kind of more like sort of places to actually celebrate games instead of just trying to peddle them, mm. you know? Um, and I can imagine, yes. you know, if VR kind of kicks off in a big way, then um, when it does um, that, you know, I can imagine, you know, seeing lots of people crowded around trying to, you know, see what all the fuss is about. And, you know, that's, it's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Cool. Okay. Moving on. Um, yeah. And not quite such a good thing is, um, Elder Scrolls online. Um, all the major outlets have posted their reviews on this now. And, um, it was up until earlier today, kind of sitting pretty in the green, but with a meta score of like 75 and it's now just dropped into the yellow. Uh, Ah, Metacritic. With a user score even lower. Uh, So yeah, the meta score at the moment is 72 and the user score is 6.2 based on Uh, 1,346 ratings. I I know this comes up quite frequently when Metacritic rears its ugly head for this stuff. Yeah. I don't go to Meta Cricket, Meta Meta Cricket, Meta Cricket. <laughs> You've said that before as well, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't go to these websites and uh, rate games that I enjoy, and I also don't go and rate ones that I don't. So it's because I don't really care about rating the stuff that I play. Mm. I, is it really an accurate re- representation of how well the game's doing, or reason, or whether you should or shouldn't buy it? that Metacritic gaming journalists or users of a website say the game is good or bad, shouldn't you still be making your own choice based on whatever information you want to find? Sure. And I've heard, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Metacritic because I find it kind of a useful barometer. And, yeah. I've, and I have, um, you know, in recent times started to pay more attention to the user score. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, the, 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 the meta score is derived from 41 different opinions of paid writers who, you know, ultimately have other things to get on with now, you know? So, yeah. you know, uh, whereas the user score is made up of a lot more people who seem to be quite a lot invested in it. I mean, look, just looking at the site, I'm not sure how it works it out. Cause it says over 1300 ratings, but all I can see is 301 positive reviews, 58 mixed and 193 negative. So, it, it it just looks like um, it's very mixed reviews, yeah. you know? Um, but, but that's a good thing, though, isn't it? Because it means some people like it and some people don't, and they're kind of the best games. Mm, sure. Definitely. If, every, if it had a massively low score here, then that would perhaps be indicative that everybody who's played it and wants to rate it on Metacritic didn't really like it. It doesn't make it a bad game. It just means that those people didn't enjoy it. I think it's the personal yeah. choice thing that these sites frequently get get distant from. Mm. But I mean, anyway, going into like what people have said about it, though. I mean, it, I played the beta. You played the beta, didn't you? Ian? Yes. And 
you know, I mean, it's just, it's exactly just perpetuates what my experience of it was, which was, oh, this is all great, but oh, there are uh, other annoying players running around and, you know, I'd rather just play Skyrim, to be honest. So, I have, I've been watching a lot of, uh, there's a YouTuber called Sophie Breaker, Sophie Brecker, uh, who I think she works for Ubisoft, but she does. She's got a gaming channel as well, and she's been playing Elder Scrolls during the beta. And now it's been released. She's playing it with a group of friends, uh, and I'm really tempted. I'm really, really tempted. I know I played the beta and was a bit dismissive of it, but seeing the actual game playing and all of it, I watched a PvP session last night, and it looked really good. It looked like Guild Wars PvP, which was excellent, or Guild Wars Two PvP. Um, I think if if it goes free to buy or free to install or whatever, I think I'd probably be tempted to pay the sub, or just at least give the free month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, once the actual like retail unit becomes like cheap enough, yeah, I guess that that would be something I might be interested in because then you know the option to can continue playing is you know there, but. You don't have to pay the sub if if you're not. I think if you're into it after a month, then you'll pay the sub. If yeah. if you're not, then I, you won't. I think it's been out for a while now, and there are a fair amount of people who are enjoying it, playing it on YouTube. Mm. And if you're on the fence or you're wondering if you want to get it eventually, it, it might be worth looking for some of those videos and seeing people enjoying it <clears> instead of the beta was a lot of people in chat going, no, oh, I thought they'd have this. Why is it like this? And that's kind of a bit grating really um mm. but when people are enjoying it and they're all having fun and stuff then it's it's a good game might be worth giving a second look yeah I, I for me it's it's all about paying that sub and i i thought the game was fine um but yeah paying full price for it and then paying the sub right okay you can get it on cd keys for 20.99 now yeah so that's kind of getting <clears throat> a bit more reasonable Yes, but I've bought too much this month with Watch Dogs coming. Yeah, look, you could get sixty day game time card for seventeen sixty nine. So stop for... telling me this. What? You... <laughs> so for less wife, than for God's sake. less than forty quid, you could play that for three months. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen just yet. I have no. other things I'd rather be playing when I get well, a chance yeah, to play. Me too. So uh, yeah, speaking of which. Uh, yeah, Watch Dogs. Uh, there was a lot of footage of that released mm. recently. I'm not going to go on about the graphics. I'm over that. <laughs> dealt with it. No, go uh, on. Go on. People, no. Some people wouldn't have heard. Go on. What do you think about the graphics? Oh, no, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> uh, I'm just accepting the fact that it's a game that's coming out in 2014 and yes. not a game that's coming out in 2024. So, although, God, I hope it. we've moved on a bit by then. <laughs> um but I mean, yeah, I, I was really kind of blown away by like the the seamless multiplayer aspects, yeah, uh, and, and and the fact that you can infiltrate someone's game and it doesn't just turn into a first person shooter. You know, <clears throat> the fact that the aim is to evade, uh, you know, uh, use the, the environment to set up ambushes and traps and stuff. Yeah, some of some of the co op bits had had a. Quite a cinematic flavour to them, I thought. The the car chase and stuff. Well, it's not really co op, is it? Because you're but there is there is a co op mode though, isn't there? No, I think there were there were people working together in one of the the multiplayer videos. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. And it does it so that 
you'll just seamlessly go into it. You're Aiden Pierce. Everyone else is random. You know, if you, yeah. you you'll you'll look like Aiden Pierce to you, but to me, you'll look like some other dude. Yeah. Mm. Um. So that's kind of cool. Um. But yeah, it's <clears> Dark Souls, isn't it? That they've kind of taken this idea from this. You are being invaded. And uh, Dead Island did it as well, where you could just drop into other people's games. What if, if as an anti- as an antagonist? Or? No, not as an antagonist. It was that was all co-op, but there was a just lot of drop quite, in, drop out. <clears throat> it's it quite similar you... to a uh, um, an Assassin's Creed mobile game as well, which it, it used stealth and like your your character looked like um, Ezio, but everyone else saw you as a as an NPC yeah. uh, skin, and you had to kind of hide and blend in. Yes, yeah. so it's, it has been done before. Yeah, well, that's um, where they've said, like, because there's an ability you can use where, yeah, that's it. You can just let off a few uh, shots with your gun and all the NPCs will run. Mm. And if, like, one of them's just stood there, you'll be like, oh, it's you. And you can yeah. just run after them sort of thing. So that's kind of cool. Unless you're of... hiding in a van. Yeah, yeah. Mm. As the uh, video that I'm yeah. watching right now is demonstrating um, but I'm yeah really looking, i'm really looking forward to it i think the single player will be fun uh i've got somebody set up to play the multiplayer with um and uh, i i hope it at least does a decent job of being that kind of game with hacking and some novelty multiplayer stuff <clears throat> sure i think i'm day one for this as well just just um yeah. the multiplayer aspects have kind of sold it the fact that i know i will have friends that i know will be online um, that I can <laughs> hassle, or but only if they've said you can hassle by. them. Well, That's, true, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so you have to. I think you. I think you can't just hack anybody's game. You you have to have allowed people to come in and do that shit with you. So I hope. Because that's going <laughs> <hard, laughs> uh... to be like PvP in Day Z. Day Z, sorry. I think you'll probably be able to like maybe play the game in a sort of offline mode. Yeah, but I don't know if you're, and you probably, you'll probably be able to block griefers, uh, right. or re- or report them. I would imagine, but I don't know if they're going to like let you tailor your friends list, or maybe, or maybe you can do that. Maybe uh, it's friends only, and you can block them for for you play. Yeah. So you yeah. so you'll just you'll you'll set up you'll set up your you play account and just let them people through. Yeah. That 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 would make sense. But there's some other mad modes as well where you can get in like a spider tank or something. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks completely yeah, mental. Doesn't at all look like it was just bolted on at the end, does it? <laughs> they, they must have got those guys that smoke the funny stuff that come up with blood, blood dragon. And they must have gone, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, just getting stoned. And uh, <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you come and fuck our game up, please? That's well, like... Whatever that means, younger <laughs> listeners. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh... I just, I just imagine that like, awesome. Yeah, I've not, I've not, I know what it is, but I've not played it. It's but great. I just imagine it's absolutely brilliant. They were like, "Yeah, let's go and wake up those guys and <clears throat> sick them on this." Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I think it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. <clears throat> Are you going to get it day one, Pat? Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Brilliant. Thanks. We'll all finally have a game we're going to play. Yay! <laughs> awesome. Okie doke, what's next? Oh yeah, Project Cars has got a release date. Uh, November 2014. Not an exact date, but yeah. Uh, November 2014 for Xbox One, 
PlayStation 4, Wii U, and PC. Um, Which I believe involve, it includes um, Steam Machine, because this one's coming out on Steam as well. Ah, okay, Linux. Uh, unless that's later, but... Okay, maybe. But, I mean, is there anything that... Because it's kind of early access already, isn't it? Uh, yes. Well, it's not open still. Um, there, was, there was a set amount of spots. They got taken. So people are playing it regularly now. Including um, Paul, who including was on my our friend podcast. Paul, yeah. Um, uh, it's not something you can jump on now, though, unfortunately, no. because I would have been on it. <laughs> um, uh. So but you're yeah. looking forward to this then? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. This is it's getting Rift support as well. It's it's it looks gorgeous. This game, yeah, can't wait. Cool, awesome. Uh, okay, yeah. So some other gameplay that was revealed uh, earlier in the week was for Evolve, the uh, four-on-one uh, multiplayer shooter from the guys who made Left 4 Dead. Um, you you weren't too impressed with this, were you, Ian? Uh, I really like the idea, but as soon as you start putting classes in this kind of shit, everybody becomes dependent on people for the wrong mm. reason, I think. Um, mm. Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 really worked because everybody was equal. Um, if somebody right. was down, you could, they could be healed by anyone. If somebody wanted to go first and be a bit brave, anybody could do that, and they everybody had an equal chance of succeeding or failing. But from the gameplay footage that was released... And the f- I definitely think it was the fucking commentator just being way over the top. And oh, I'm a game commentator, and oh my god, he's got him down, and he's down, and oh, let's get ready shut to up. rumble. <laughs> shut up, really, yeah, shut up, you cock. It's too much. Yeah. Um, and if, so, if it, I think if it had been an established game, his excitement would have been justified. But it's probably the second game of that he's ever seen, and he's it's like. He's fucking twins. It's just, it's too much, really. It's too much. He's, well, he's the, on the brand team or something. That's yeah. very cynical, but very possible. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think the classes thing makes me a little nervous about it. And if the tank needs to always be the tank, and if he's down, everybody else is fucked, maybe that'll make for interesting gameplay. Mm. But I'd like everybody to have an equal chance to participate instead of going, oh, where's the medic? He's down. Oh, shit. Well, I'm just going to play the monster. That's all I'm interested in. I'm going to be running around biting people's heads off, as long as that's balanced. I, I do remember playing, I think, was it Citizen Kabuto with you? Yeah. Which I this game that is. Game. Yeah. And, and that, that game is amazing. The, that was one of the worst co-op experiences I've ever had. Because <laughs> I'd never oh, played it before. I'd never played it before, and I, I believe you were running around biting everybody's heads off while I was sitting there going, so what key makes me go forward? <laughs> <laughs> you had like you were tricked out of a jetpack, and there was more of you than me. Oh, I love that yeah, game. I didn't even know where the jetpack was, so... <laughs> yeah. I think we all got the hang, out, hang of that game in the end and <clears throat> had a I good time with it. I, yeah, all right then. <laughs> That's not my memory of that evening. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> It was a very um, long time ago. I think it'll be one that I'll wait for the normal gameplay videos um, and for it to be cheaper on a Steam sale. It's just so looks so much fun, like that you can like leap out and just take out these guys. Is like, it something that, that you play with pugs on the internet, or would you want to play with people that um, that you know? 
Well, like any multiplayer game, I much prefer playing with friends. <clears throat> but I think it might be wiser for me to play this with randoms because, you know, I don't have to worry about them speaking to me afterwards. <laughs> 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 it could just be the ultimate griefing machine. <laughs> but then I suppose that, I well, unless you can go, I only want to be the monster and just play that game. I don't know if they'll do that because otherwise... You know they they need to fill these games up, don't they? Yeah. So but are they going to have are they going to have bots for the other players like Left 4 Dead does? Because those bots are pretty good. They're okay. I I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, right. I can't imagine the game working well. Like you say, if it is revolving around those classes, and I don't know if it's clear whether you can have like an, any configuration of class, or if it's Left 4 Dead and you have to fill those four roles. Yeah. I mean, I, they must. I'm guessing it's going to be like that because they've mm. they've got to balance it somehow. I mean, yeah. you don't I mean, the, if there were four tanks, maybe the beast wouldn't stand a chance at all. Well, yeah, I I don't know because the distance it though that they can jump away, yeah, it, it looks insane. Like, and I think like the trappers got like this mobile arena that they can bring down and yes, so that it can contain the beast while um. And it then there's can like contain a, the beast. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a medic and uh, the tank and something else. So, I don't know. I, 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 I think Left 4 Dead meets Giants sounds like an awesome concept to me because I really enjoy Giants. So, I think it's going to really depend on how much the concept appeals, really. Because yeah. no none of the press uh, for this game... And none of the people reporting on it have mentioned Giants once in all the coverage it's got so far. That's because um, they're not old enough to know it, really, aren't they? It was like 10 years ago at least, more than that, 12 years ago. Yeah. It's on good old games. It's regularly on sale. Um, right. I feel like I might have to write in and inform some people of their, <laughs> of their heritage. Their oversight. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just it's sort of annoying, but... Anyway, I I think that looks all right. Do you, what do you think of that, Pat? Are you are you that bothered? Uh, not really that bothered about it, to be honest, mate. Nah, fair dues. I think it's it's a cool idea. I, I just from watching that video, I just kind of lost interest a little bit. If I'm honest. If there was a game like that for the Rift, where you worked with other people to achieve a common goal, mm. would that interest you? Not necessarily with guns, perhaps trying to fix something or like a crystal maze type game. Well, do you know what I thought? Giants would be an, a, an amazing thing to have in a Rift game. Something like, uh, you know, Shadow of the Colossus, because like for the first time you actually have that correct scale. So yeah. in, encountering a, a giant NPC in a game would be amazing. Um, and encountering it with other players as well would also be incredible. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, 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 I'd be very surprised if that doesn't get done fairly early days because uh, it just seems like such an obvious idea. Well, Techno um, Lust has got some co-op elements in it, hasn't it? I think they, that's one of the stretch goals, maybe, for Techno Lust. Um, no. Oh, multiplayer <laughs> mode. Sorry, yeah, multiplayer <laughs> mode at sixty thousand. Yeah, so that's. That's um yeah that is on there. So um, Techno Lust has now reached its its thirty thousand Kickstarter goal. It's uh, it's thirty five thousand seven hundred at the moment, and um, eleven days to go. 
and 11 days to go and they've they've actually changed some of their stretch goals because originally oh. they had the, the first one was 40,000 and that was uh, a binaural soundtrack um, but the developer um, uh, the developer Iris Viara um, they've now said that um, if as long as binaural as binaural soundtrack is possible they're going to do it regardless which is really awesome because I've really 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 want to hear that um the, so the what first would that, what would that do sorry explain so bin, binaural um it, they essentially use it, you to make a binaural recording you you take a, a a model of a head and then you have microphones placed where the where the ears are so that you get a correct representation of uh, the, the spacing of of your audio source, and also you know the the, the 3D effects of having that that physical head there. Mm. Um, there's there's quite a lot of demos that you can you can try on on YouTube and stuff, and you just stick on a, a normal pair of headphones, and you'll get a good idea for it. But basically, it's it's a it's it's true 3D sound. It's um yeah it's it's, it's really cool stuff. There's loads of cool demos on on, on YouTube. There's there's a good hairdresser one that's really popular. Um, so you should have a listen to that and it'll, you, you, you'll get it right away. Um, but yeah, what, I think the way they replaced that first goal with, with um, the 40,000 goal. Um, oh, sorry, no, 35,000 is the first one. That's an original score. So that's that's mm-hmm. to pay their, their um, soundtrack composer. I'd do it for less, to be honest, mate. Well, they're not going to—they're not going to spend thirty. <laughs> they're gonna—they're not going to spend thirty-five thousand, are they? It's that's what when they get up to that—that's no, no, yeah, when they get five thousand over the the thirty thousand, yeah, means, yeah, yeah. Uh, and at forty, it's the six cents stem support, which would be awesome. Um, I've seen some recent update videos on the integration uh, in with, uh, with Unity with that, and yeah, I'm very very excited about getting those. They look—they look great. Will that um, include like the whole walking around thing, or is that no? Just... Six Sense Stem is uh, so it's basically two motion controllers that you hold in your hand, and uh, basically separate modular um, motion trackers that you can place sort of um, on on your head or on your chest, or I think you can place them on your legs and stuff as well. But um, cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's basically going to be really cool for like actually reaching out and picking up objects in the world and. It's yeah, that that'd be really cool if they do get that. Um, but yeah, this game, if you haven't, if you haven't had a look at it yet, it's, it's, it's I'm so excited for this one. It's going to be amazing. I've played the demo quite a lot of times already. Yeah, um, well, we talked about it uh, last week, but mm. um, and then after we finished recording, uh, myself and Ian both had a quick go of it, and uh, yeah, it's very impressive, very very suitably Blade Runner esque. <laughs> Mm. Um, is there more, is there more of it than we saw when we were there which was oh yeah yeah we got you, outside you, is you, there? yeah you 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 only got sort of a third of the way through the demo i think wow um, cool but yeah it looks it looks great it's just it's it, they, they've just set an, a, an amazingly um like cool atmosphere and that's yeah that's that's the thing that's kind of really wrote me in with it it's just it's a really cool place to be um yeah, so yeah, so yeah, the other that. stretch goals uh, is fifty thousand is a wastelands area, fifty five for a Mars colony area, sixty thousand for a multiplayer mode, which I imagine will be co op of some sort. Mm. I, I would mm. imagine, and then um, additional chapters going up to a hundred thousand. So mm. they've only got eleven mm. days left. Are they going to continue like you know Star Citizen style uh, sort of 
continuing with the I don't know what's going to happen after the the Kickstarter although they've you know they've said that um um they'd they'd be interested in in reaching other platforms which I I, I guess would mean uh the Sony Morpheus um sure. I'd love to that that would be great they I think Sony would be very wise to take this one on board um mm. but yeah like it's this it's very early days, so I, I guess we'll be we'll be hearing more about um, Techno Lust, but it's it, it's definitely one that I'm very excited about. So yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition. There was some gameplay footage of this. Um, Ian, you're convinced that this is a lot of pre-rendered stuff. There's a lot of footage in there. I'm really not convinced all of it is gameplay. There is some gameplay in there when they're running and a little bit of fighting and standing looking over stuff, but a lot of it's rendered. Um, I don't know. I'm the seeing like... engine is amazing, but a lot of that is is pre-rendered. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm watching it now. I, I don't think I've actually got to any actually game, actual gameplay the, yet. The, there the is a couple of the bits. staff. Where mm. the, the staff stuff, the dragon fire, is that all rendered? Then we reckon the dragons. Do we reckon that's all pre-rendered? I mean, to me, this looks like a, a... Rob. Careful, you know what's going to happen. It's going to yeah. come out and you're going to be disappointed because it doesn't look like the cutscenes. <laughs> just Harsh, just rain, in that, rain in that expectation. But to me, this looks like... I think it looks of... amazing, but yeah. A lot, yeah, oh, yeah you, can, you can definitely tell there's, there's some gameplay bits in there as well, but yeah, a lot of it is. Well, the, like the bit like... where he, he casts out the chain and then flies at him. That looks yeah, yeah, like that's gameplay. That's gameplay. Yeah. But, but the yeah. video is being sold as a gameplay trailer. And that's about a minute and a half in or something that you get yeah. to the, that bit of gameplay. Sure. There's definitely like the bit where the dragon, uh, you know, uh, jumps onto the top of the tower and there's the yep. battle scene. Sure. Yeah. That's, I, I get, get that, you know, that it, is. It looks amazing yeah, and I might give it a go because I love the Frostbite engine, but it just pisses me off when it's labelled as gameplay trailer and then all yeah, this pre-rendered shit. That's, that's some <laughs> sneaky... Sneaky marketing. Says, says yeah. actual game footage yeah, but, at the end of the trailer. Well, yeah, it was actual games. It could scenes. be the, it's, it's the cutscenes from the game. All of them standing around with, the table. With a, that's not with, gameplay. You're not. That's not somebody playing the game. No, sure. I, I think it's about thirty seconds of gameplay, if that, in the in the whole minute yeah. and a half. Well, the bits that rather. the bits that I could identify as potential gameplay looked impressive. Looked to me. cool. Yes, definitely. definitely. Yeah. And also, like, the stuff with the chain, like, leads me to believe that there's going to be some kind of, like, real-time combat element. Because the Dragon Age the Dragon Age games have traditionally kind of had this problem in that they're rooted in games from a very long time ago. So the first game was very much, you know, pause and play, uh, big party management, equip all your dudes, lots of micromanagement. I love that shit, personally. Wasn't this the one where you could pause it once you spewed particles at them and then move the camera around to see the particles from different... Was that this one? This new one, or this... Or the, this franchise. Uh... Earlier, earlier versions of this, where you could pause it in the middle of a fight and you could pan the camera around to see stuff. I think was... so, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, you could do the whole overhead camera. Yeah. Although they, that, that wasn't in the, uh, in the console versions. The second game w- was, was odd because it went for this, let's do really frenetic action combat because lots of people complained on the consoles about the last game. Um, but 
then they had this interesting job system, which I think was nicked from one of the Final Fantasy games, where you would basically just program all your other dudes with like elaborate sort of mm-hmm. AI routines. So you'd go like, if I create this effect, you do this spell, you know, when they're bleeding or stunned or whatever. And so you do all your sort of party management up before the fact. And then when it got to combat, you just basically just rampage around like a lunatic. Uh, I was playing a rogue, which was quite entertaining because you could leap from one end of the map to the other. Did you guys play Dragon Age 2? No. No, no. I oh, right. played the first one, loved it, but didn't play the second one. Well, the, the, I mean, I love them. I'm a big Bioware fan. Um, Dragon Age, the first one, was very kind of like a very epic sort of Lord of the Rings storyline. And uh, the second game felt very much like a season of Game of Thrones. Um, in the, Well, in a way because it was all set in one place. So the other complaint was that there was a lot of reuse of assets and maps and stuff. Um, but what, what what it lacked in sort of geographic epicness, it kind of made up for by being set over sort of like 25 years or something. So it kind of felt kind of epic, but very much like I'm still in the same spot. But it was an interesting way to go. They had to crank it out for some reason. They, the the sequel. I think the first game took about four years to make, and then they cranked out the sequel in less than a year, which was a bit weird. Um, and you know, had me a bit concerned. But I, I, I thought I didn't think it turned out too badly. Just as an, it was almost like you know, let's make a full length DLC chapter and fuck with the combat a bit. Um, so yeah, I love Dragon Age. <laughs> so I'll definitely get this. But there's cool. a whole it's out on they're put, they're saying October 7th or October the 10th. Everything's uh, coming. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's like that's just like the pin pin a nail in the calendar sort of date I think. I imagine yeah. they're going to separate these out a bit otherwise they're just going to cannibalize each other because you've got at the moment you've got Dragon Age, Alien Isolation and the Lord of the Rings Assassin's Creed thing, Shadows of Mordor. Um, that's out as well that same week. So, and that, you know, it's not like they're gunning for, you know, it's not exactly like they're counter programming. I think anyone who, you know, likes video games is going to be interested in all three of those, to be honest. Um, I'm not especially fussed about the Lord of the Rings thing. But, <laughs> uh, and you like Lord of the Rings and video games. Yeah. What? Well, because it just seems like a bit of a cynical, um, Let's make an Assassin's Creed game with this franchise kind of move to me. Yes, I would refer you to the mention of Star Wars games earlier. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, speaking of landfill... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Time traveller um, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh... yeah, Microsoft did this kind of strange... Well, they're trying to start doing their own original content for Xbox, and one of the first things they decided to do was explore this urban legend about uh, Atari burying loads of unsold cartridges of the E.T. game in uh, the New Mexico desert. It and was it shit. T- it really was shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And it, it is. It's rubbish. And it really did happen. Um, they they uh, They dug up a load of desert and found it all so uh yeah that is something really it's real it's real (laughs) are they inviting people to go and throw their own cartridges on the pile to make it bigger and then they're going to fill it in again is that what they're doing 
They had no. to dig up a load of aliens, um, colonial marines discs <laughs> on top of them to get to the ET. Yeah, that's that's a big fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> big desert. Yeah. Yeah, they say it's for like a forthcoming mm. documentary, but I, I think they just put it up as a. It was like a five or six minute. And to be honest, like once they'd said, "Yep, there was some cartridges we found in the desert." It's like there wasn't really much more of a story there. I think they had one of the original programmers going, "Well, you know, I'm glad that it's still managing to touch the imaginations of people down." <laughs> it's like get a grip, dude. Jesus. Your game was so crap they buried it. Buried it. He's literally hanging on to that, isn't he? It. They literally buried it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well. Uh, uh, on that, and on that bombshell, I think we'll end this episode. <laughs> This has been the Game Dump Cast, part of the Barker Podcast Collection and the official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. Uh, I'm Ebo GB, which is E-B-O-W-G-B. And I'm at Patrick J-K. Production by John Marsden. Feel free to join the conversation by typing Game Dump in the Facebook search box and clicking the Join Group button. We're a closed group, but we're interested in growing the community, so we'll approve anyone who wants to join. If you're a spam bot, though, it won't be for long. Contact us on email at gamedumpcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gamedumpcast. You can find the show notes for this show on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash gamedumpcast. And why not give us a like while you're there? You can also give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya. Bye. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute! I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.